Throughout the extensive history of the Catholic Church, numerous popes have left their mark, each with distinctive legacies. Pope Innocent VIII lived during the 15th century, and during this time, the most influential men of the Catholic Church would burn alleged witches and sorcerers, engage in the slave trade, and Pope Innocent would drink the blood of children. The Catholic Church during this time was full of evil, corruption, and devilry. In this period, Pope Innocent would sit upon the papal throne, and this is his story. Pope Innocent VIII was born as Giovanni Battista in Genoa, Italy, in the year 1432. Born into a noble family, the Sibos, a young Giovanni received an excellent education, demonstrating an early aptitude for scholarly pursuits. His family's influence and wealth facilitated his entry into the world of politics and ecclesiastical affairs, setting the stage for a remarkable journey to the papacy. It was during his formative years that his early talents and promising intellect caught the attention of those in ecclesiastical circles. Recognising his potential, he was appointed as a cleric of the Cathedral of Capua, a prestigious position that underscored both his scholarly prowess and his growing influence within the church. Simultaneously, Giovanni was entrusted with the Priory of Santa Maria in Genoa, a responsibility that further underscored the high regard in which he held within religious circles. However, tensions between him and the Archbishop of Genoa prompted a significant decision, and he would resign, giving up his position as the cleric of the cathedral. Seeking to broaden his horizons and deepen his education, he embarked on a journey to the city of Rome. During his time in Rome, Giovanni's journey unfolded as he assumed the role of a priest in the esteemed entourage of Cardinal Calandrini. Notably, Cardinal Calandrini held the distinction of being the half-brother to Pope Nicholas V, who presided over the papal office from the years 1447 to 1455. This association placed Giovanni in close proximity to the inner workings of the Vatican, exposing him to the intricate dynamics of the hierarchy within the church. In the year 1473, Giovanni received the coveted red hat, and he was elevated to the rank of cardinal by Pope Sixtus IV. This pivotal appointment solidified his standing among the most elite in the Catholic Church. When Pope Sixtus IV died, there were 32 cardinals who gathered to choose the next pope. The election context was influenced by the late pope's significant increase in the number of cardinals, including his relatives and friends. Most cardinals, except those from Venice, supported continuing Sixtus's policies, especially towards the Republic of Venice. They disagreed on whether the church 
should focus on maintaining the Italian League, which was an international agreement between the Papal States, the Republic of Venice, the Duchy of Milan, and the Republic of Florence, and also the Kingdom of Naples, or to prioritise papal power over peace, with Cardinal Borgia and Cardinal della Rovere leading the opposing factions. Due to this disagreement among the highest ranking members of the church, Rome experienced more civil unrest than usual during the period between popes. High-ranking noblemen would have their palaces sacked, and the common people of Rome would act like madmen during this period of instability, as without a clear leader, the papal states would burn. According to reports, Cardinal della Rovere allegedly held a covert meeting with Cardinal Marco Barbo, aiming to garner additional votes for Barbo's candidacy as Pope. The proposed arrangement involved promising Barbo a residence in exchange for his support. However, Barbo declined the offer out of concern that such an agreement could render the entire conclave invalid due to the accusation of simony, which is the buying or selling of holy offices within the church. Subsequently, Cardinal della Rovere engaged in discussions with Cardinal Borgia, who harboured a dislike for Barbo. No doubt, because of his disdain for corruption. In an attempt to sway the situation in favour of another candidate, della Rovere made an offer to Borgia. The proposal involved the redirection of their votes to Cardinal Giovanni Battista, promising them certain benefits, such as huge sums of gold and luxury estates, in return for their cooperation in blocking Barbo's candidacy. Thus, Giovanni ascended to the papal throne and took up the name Pope Innocent, drunk on his newly acquired power. Pope Innocent made a futile appeal to the entire of Christendom, urging them to join forces in a crusade against the Turks. The primary hindrance to this call for unity was an extended and continuous dispute with King Ferdinand I of Naples. In the year 1485, the oppressive rule of Ferdinand sparked a rebellion among the aristocracy, known as the Conspiracy of the Barons. Notable figures such as Francesco Coppola would lead this uprising, and it would receive support from Pope Innocent. In response to the conflict, Pope Innocent excommunicated Ferdinand in the year 1489. He also extended an invitation to King Charles of France. The Pope would urge Charles to bring his army to Italy and seize control of the Kingdom of Naples. This move would prove disastrous for the entire Italian peninsula. Pope Innocent would put his pride above the lives of the common man, for his need for the destruction of the King of Naples would result in countless death. Pope Innocent would also wage war against alleged sorcerers and witches. In response to the plea from the German Inquisitor 
Heinrich Kramer. Innocent would issue the papal bull, Sumis Desiderantes Affectibus, on December the 5th in the year 1484. This document endorsed Kramer's relentless pursuit against practitioners of magic and witches. The papal decree conveyed the horrific details of individuals, both men and women, forsaking the Catholic faith and engaging in sinister pacts with male and female devils. These individuals, through their incantations, charms and rituals, were accused of causing widespread devastation and death. This papal bull was prompted by Heinrich Kramer's request for explicit authority to prosecute witchcraft in Germany. Kramer and Pope Innocent were both instrumental in establishing the period of witch trials in the early modern period, which would have a long-lasting effect on history. Over 40,000 people were executed from the 1490s to the 1700s, all due to the papal document that was signed off by Pope Innocent. No doubt, many peasants who were not guilty of witchcraft were tortured and killed in an extremely brutal manner. Pope Innocent would also engage in the slave trade, the exploitation of human beings for the perverse pursuit of religious conversion was a dark chapter in the annals of the church. Adding to this nightmarish narrative, King Ferdinand of Aragon contributed to the papal infamy by presenting Innocent with a ghastly offering, a gift of a hundred Moorish slaves. These individuals, seen as possessions rather than fellow human beings, were then grotesquely distributed among the Pope's favoured cardinals. The term assigned to innocent slaves, Mori, meaning dark-skinned men, only serves to emphasise the dehumanising nature of their plight. Like many popes before him, Pope Innocent VIII and his cardinals would trade morals for wealth, conveying the evil lurking within the Catholic Church. In the year 1492, Pope Innocent was plunged into the depths of affliction. He was struck by a debilitating stroke that left him weak and on the verge of death. In order to cheat his fate, Pope Innocent embarked on a gruesome quest to defy the clutches of mortality. Battling the frailty of his emaciated form, the Pope delved into the realms of unspeakable horror, seeking to fortify his diminishing vitality through grotesque means. In his chamber, Pope Innocent engaged in a ghastly ritual. Desperate to rejuvenate his fading flesh, he partook in the unsettling act of consuming women's breast milk. With hollow eyes and a sunken face, he realised the nectar from the female body was not making him any stronger. Yet, his descent into depravity knew no bounds. In a harrowing act of desperation, the Pope turned to the blasphemous consumption of the lifeblood of two innocent ten-year-old boys. The Pope would drink from an unholy chalice filled with the crimson essence extracted from the veins of the young. The two young boys would die due to a loss of blood, 
so the Pope could try to prolong his life. The morbid experiment, however, failed, casting Pope Innocent into the relentless grip of impending demise. As the Pope's life force slipped away, he was regretful about his life of sin. In his final moments, the ailing Pope, tormented by the shadows of his acts of wickedness, bared his soul in a gruesome confession, lamenting the inadequacies that marked his papacy. With his last breaths, the Pope assembled the cardinals to seek a worthier successor. On August the 5th, the lifeless remains of Pope Innocent found their final resting place in the grounds of St. Peter's Cathedral. His legacy, in my opinion, shines a negative light on the papacy. His failed crusade, his war against sorcerers, his engagement in the slave trade, and his murder of two young boys in the attempt to cheat death leaves an unrighteous and wicked stain on his reign. The highest ranking member of the church committed atrocities and lived a life of sin, conveyed in his fear to meet his maker when he was on his deathbed. No doubt, evil lurked among the highest ranks of the Catholic Church, as the allure of worldly possessions, status and power will corrupt almost all men, no matter how holy. I hope you all enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.